Hey everybody, welcome to the 20th episode of the With Podcast. However you find yourselves uh, in our conversation again today, we're grateful for the opportunity to gather around uh, trying to wrap our head around and our heart around and our hands around this one aspect of our lives, being with, uh, with God, with others, and with ourselves. We hope you all are continuing to be safe and well and um, again, we're grateful for the opportunity to be with you. Uh, let's jump right into this conversation uh, today, uh, our withness. You know, despite hopes, uh, despite our desires, despite uh, the projections of ourselves, again, maybe not our true selves, but what we want others and everyone else to know about us, humans on the whole, we're creatures of habit. Uh, Certainly, we're high-functioning, we learn, we adapt, we evolve. We are, without question, extremely advanced, all of us. But be honest, compare your recent days with your far-reaching former days, even in those very different dynamics. I mean, this is the first time I've lived through a pandemic, uh, but I imagine you'll be like me. Uh, You'll find more similarity then contrast when you compare your recent days with your far-reaching former days. Perhaps not saying this, but for sure, similarity. Because we are creatures of habit. We tout creativity, but we crave comfort. Often, our advances even are bent around allowing us to stay the same. I don't mean to malign rhythm and routine, it's the way that we are. And additionally, I think we would all be served really well by some return of quote-unquote the older, quote-unquote the simpler, uh, the less complicated, less attached to technology. I simply want to call into question today, as we return to a conversation on withness, uh, the human allure to always look in the same places. Not that it's unreasonable, unhealthy, or at all bad, but I fear it is shallow and causes us to miss depth and richness. Things like when we wait for church to be as it was. When we wait for things to return to normal for us to be okay. When we contrive expectations because the last time I did this or we did that, it worked out so wonderfully. Therefore, for instance, in recent months, We have gone on a lot of bike rides, speaking of the Fahrenbachs, our family. Sometimes it's just been one of us. Ace has been enjoying riding his bike. I go on lots of bike rides. Sometimes Zoe and I go on bike rides. Zoe Jude and I go on bike rides. There are lots of different mixtures of who of the Fahrenbachs go on these bike rides. All of our kids have, additionally, over the past, pressed for pets. But Zoe has proven to be the most adept provocateur. Her, her arguments and her reasoning behind a dog, a bird, a cricket, a gerbil are formidable. These interactions that we have with her cause me to see a bright future with opportunities and inroads for her and a lot of mental and emotional gymnastics for her mother and I. I say all of that because it was on a recent bike ride with her that we came upon a box turtle. That ride in particular, I remember, because we were inundated with wildlife. We saw a few turtles, several butterflies, a a couple different types of birds we don't usually see in addition to all the ones that we do normally see. But this one box turtle quickly became the apple of Zoe's eye and the center 
of her pet discussion for the day. We came upon it at the corner of Seasons Trace and Summer West, just behind a sign. These are intersecting roads of our neighborhood. Not that Zoe knows that nomenclature, but she knows that place. Since that fateful ride, amidst the tens and tens of rides we've taken in varying weather patterns and storms and rains and sunshine and cloudiness with different groups of fairing boxes I described above, a myriad of times, evening, morning, and afternoon excursions, since we saw the box turtle once, Zoe never, never fails to look exactly at that spot, asking me as she rides, yelling to me as I'm far behind her, making sure she's up ahead and not going the wrong way. Daddy, did you see the box turtle? A whole nother conversation for another day is the notion that my daughter thinks I can hear every word that she says, no matter her movement away from me. But again, another conversation for another day. Did you see the box turtle? Zoe cries out. I feel like we do this, we do this, and we don't even realize it. We reject even the possibility of new, of a different depth, of a essence and richness in favor of the easy routine and the shallows. We do this in the food we eat and the fitness we engage. We make the same meals, we eat the same dishes, we order the same things out. We have our affinities set and we stay in that lane. Our workouts, what worked for him or her on that commercial or that friend who lost the weight or did that thing will totally work for me. Unfortunately then, when it doesn't, because we're not all the same, we assume nothing works for me and we give up or at least settle into mild depression and low self-esteem. Are you with me? We do this with friends and family. Remember that time the family had fun? (laughs) So we did that again, and it didn't work. What went wrong? Or when that conversation, or that walk with your spouse, or that date, or that season of time was just so good, and you were able, you were able after the fact to pinpoint what you thought were absolute distinctives to do it again. But then when you did it again, it didn't yield the same connection. It didn't produce the same easy intimacy that you enjoyed. We do this with our faith. When we rely on that specific time, that particular way of worship, discovering God, discovering self, we quickly become experienced seekers looking for a hit rather than eternal souls longing for the holy. Once, once, God allowed rain to wash away fretful creation. And he even vowed never to allow it again, Genesis 9-11. And yet, when hurricanes and natural disasters crop up, unfortunately, followers of Jesus point to those dynamics and just give a shrug of the shoulders as if to say, well, once, once Moses turned aside to the burning bush that the angel of God spoke out of. But how many times do we go looking for some similar seminal moment? Once. Once God used marching around a city to make walls fall and a way to be made. Jericho. And that time, wonderful preaching point here, that time itself was even prescribed not because of the design and the strength of the walls, but because of the present weakness of God's people. God's people had just been circumcised, 
can I be honest with you today and suggest they may not have been up for a battle. And God knew that in the midst of their weakness, there was still a needed victory. And so a certain way was prescribed. Looking at Jesus, I see the ways and means of Jesus and I see them new every time. I see them fresh from time to time. Sometimes, I'll be honest, almost as irritatingly random and incongruent as he does these things so differently. Once like this, then he does it like that. Then another way, yet another dynamic. The early church is launched, and then they start healing people with a shadow, Acts chapter 5, and a handkerchief or an apron, Acts chapter 19. I mean, come on, God. Can I just know that I should always grab some dirt, carry it around in my pocket, and when a need arises pull it out, spit into it, and heal people by splattering them with it and praying a couple times. Can a brother please get a formula here? There's one moment, John chapter 5. There's a man, an invalid. For 38 years, he's laid by the side of the pool of Bethesda where people, when it becomes turbulent, are able to get down into that water and be healed. For 38 years, he is waiting, but he's never able to get himself to that place. He's never able to be the first one in the water and be healed. Jesus comes upon him and is confounded as to why he's still this way after 38 years. And he simply exclaims, because I can't do that. I can't get to that. I am stuck here. And because I can't get to that, I am relegated to here. Of course, Jesus immediately says, take up your bed and walk. He does something different. He does something New. He does something out of the ordinary. And as you read the Gospels, we see time and time again that Jesus confounds people because he doesn't just do what's always been done. He engages in the moment and the now, and he does something new. We saw a box turtle once at the corner of Seasons Trace and Summer West just behind the sign. I just hope my daughter doesn't miss all the other box turtles littering the planet because she only looks just behind the sign at the corner of Seasons Trace and Summer West. Now, may you and the way of our Christ go, be with and for others as God is for and with you.